Well, before heading to Baltimore, the Astros visited the White House. And some people think Dusty Baker became president. No, he was just speaking at the podium. And John Singleton is on his way to Baltimore to meet the Houston Astros as Corey Jolks gets called down. You know, he's been in a slump lately. But we're going to talk about all this on a special edition of Locked on Astros. Alvarez hits a high drive center field. Beerling's back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can you find you at? They can find me at HM Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Positive. I'm pretty excited about John Singleton showing up. Always Stros. Guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day whether it's on youtube go and subscribe to us go and give us a big fat thumbs up and go and make us your first listen on apple odyssey spotify wherever you listen to your podcast go and check out the lockdown astros podcast and become an everydayer somebody that listens to our podcast every day and just go ahead and join the crowd we got a lot of people that have joined the posse so to speak and we're gonna go ahead and I talked you through this season because this season has had its ups, its downs, but it looks like it should be uh, easy cruising from this point. Let's hope. But uh, on this show, we're going to talk about John Singleton. It has not been an easy road for him. Um, so he has uh, made uh, his he's going to make his first appearance in a Houston Astros uniform since 2015. We're going to talk about that. Jolks, unfortunately, was optioned. We'll discuss that. The Astros visit the White House. Is France still a starter? And we'll uh, talk a little bit more about Pena's struggles and then look ahead towards the series versus Orioles and then get into maybe a little bit of drama surrounding the Chicago White Sox, because apparently that is a bad locker room. And Tim Anderson um, is over there uh, fighting people and stuff like that. So we'll have to talk about that. We know that as Astros fans, we're not big fans of Tim Anderson. So that's what we're talking about on this episode. And First of all, welcome back to Houston, John Singleton. I've been calling. I've been telling y'all, don't be surprised if John Singleton is going to make uh, be up with the Astros pretty soon. He's left-handed. He could be a power option on the bench. Does that mean he's going to play every day, Brett? No, but he uh, he'll probably play once or twice a week, and he is going to be something the Astros have not had in a long time. Somebody that can hit for power off that bench. That's true because, you know, they do have left-handed power hitters that are in the lineup. But you're right to say that off the bench. That is correct. Look, Corey Jolks, look, for what he did early on in the season, I think he's to be commended. It's a great story. He's a hometown kid. He worked his tail to get where he is. Look, you know what, three for 40-something or oh for his last 40, he, he just wasn't getting it done. And you could not ignore and. and um, you had been saying that, and then all of a sudden, Dana Brown, it's almost like Dana Brown listens to our show because there have been several things. You know, they changed the lineup the day after I said they need to hit Tucker and Alvarez back-to-back again. 
Then you started talking about Singleton, and then Dana Brown comes along saying, hey, you know, the Singleton guy, we can't ignore him. And just to reemphasize what you said, I thought it was interesting that Dana Brown had the comments of, he didn't necessarily say if Dusty plays him, but he said it's going to be up to Dusty to get him in the games. It's going to be up to Dusty to make these lineups. Um, a super impressive outing for him, dude. Um, 339, an OPS of 1.159, 12 home runs, um, 28 RBI, six doubles, 25 runs in 32 games. Eric, this that's guy's just with the, the cover off the that's ball. That's with the Space Cowboys. That's not I know. this total year. So I know. Yeah, this is great. No, and the last time we saw production like this in AAA and people got called up was Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez before they were called up. I'm not saying he's either one of those guys, right? but if this guy is at this point in his career and there are a lot more pitchers in this league than in other leagues in the, in the minor league system. Um, but Dana Brown likes this kid. They've been talking about it and I think it's time, but like someone asked, does he, is he out of options? He basically, this is his option. He's, he's with the big league club. He can, in other words, he cannot go down or be option to triple a um, unless some injury comes up and then he's put on the IL, but he cannot be removed. Once he's here though, Eric, he's here. So my question is what kind of staying power does he have? Well, it depends on what he's done, what he can do. We remember um, John Singleton that season where he was up and he bad. I think he had 14 home runs, but he also struck out 150 times that that was during the 2015 season, I believe. And he always demonstrated power, but it just, he can never make consistent contact. So I think, and then he also struggled with the suspensions and staying, um, staying out of that, that those situations, but he has stayed healthy and he stayed clean. And now he's worked his way back up to the big leagues this year with the Brewers and the Brewers have been a playoff team this year. And so now he's a left-handed option off the bench. And uh, like Brown said in an interview, it's very enticing. In fact, we can use some left-handed bats in our lineup right now. We have Alvarez and Tucker. If there's opportunity, we may uh, exercise that just to see what he can do. We think that if we can get him up here, get some pinch hints, get him in the lineup a couple times a week, that could make a difference. It could energize our offense a little bit, knowing that a little bit of help is coming. So, no, they're not, they're not, he's not coming up to be the savior. He's coming right. to just be another option. And, and who knows? Maybe just the story, the feel good story of this guy exactly. struggled so much and he's worked his way back. And this will kind of rejuvenate with that and Justin Verlander coming back. You've got to do something, get the offense going and have another left-handed power bat, 13 home runs uh, so far with the, uh, the space Cowboys. That's great. So if he can do that with the Astros, I don't know if he's going to be doing, uh, what does that mean for Michael Brantley? I know he was, yeah, Yeah, I don't know if that, um, he did take the field for batting practice in the final game. Um, the other day, but I don't know. I don't think the Astros are counting on him. If they get him back, that would be great. But what they're looking for is what can John Singleton do for the Astros? And if he's not the option, if he's not the answer, what else can you do? Right. So, so to kind of piggyback off that, cause we do have some people saying, you know, would you guys take Brantley or Singleton? Look, I think Singleton is your safe insurance in case Brantley does not come back. Right. But I think the only way Brantley comes in and replaces Singleton and they have to would have to DFA him, I guess, 
is is if Singleton coming up is doing absolutely nothing and Brantley is like, man, I'm back, I'm ready, let's roll. Because I find it real hard to believe that Brantley would do even another stint in the minor leagues. I mean, kind of do what Jose Altuve did, just come right right in and play Major League Baseball. The good news about Brantley is they're saying there haven't been any setbacks. So the more he takes BP and the less we're in, we're not hearing about setbacks. That's a good thing. But the question remains, the calculus part of this, what if Singleton is red hot? What if Brantley gets ready and red hot? Do you want to carry both of these guys on the roster? And Mm -hmm. if you do, who are you taking away for that? Because you're going to have to take someone away for that to happen. Uh, who is Greg Kissinger? <laughs> well, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just yeah, but, I, I know what you mean. But that's what I'm saying. So you're taking away some infield depth for um, exactly for outfield depth and some uh, yeah. DH depth. I, I get what you're saying here yeah. because uh, we know that um, Alvarez is going to play a lot more left field now. Uh, somebody's asking, well, how is he going to play? He's probably going to play some first base every once in a while. I think that they're still going to give Abreu a chance to play, but he's going to play DH a lot. So you're going to see Alvarez and outfield a lot more. You'll see uh, Myers and McCormick maybe split a little bit more time in center field. Uh, But I don't think he's coming up to play every day. Here's what I do think. He'll play twice a week. And then also when the matchup looks right, because we know that Dusty Baker likes those matchups. That's why Greg Kessinger was in there the other day instead of Yiner Diaz uh, playing first base. So uh, when the matchups look right, uh, he'll be in there. But I think that you'll you'll see him every day as a pinch hitter because there's always that situation where you need a clutch hit. I'm not saying he's going to be that guy. But they want him to be that guy. They need him to be that guy, and they're praying that he is that guy. So we'll have to see what it all turns out at the end of the day. Um, but the Astros need some better help on the bench, and uh, I think that's what they're that's what they're hoping that John Singleton can do. That's right. And this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. Well. When you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, anything else, therapy is the best way to stay connected to what you really want to navigate in your life so that you can move forward, so that you can make decisions that align with your values. And doing that is unlike anything. And the more you practice it, the easier it gets. Trust me, hear it from me. I've actually used BetterHelp. It is a phenomenal website. I mean, it is an easy to use app. I haven't made... Like talking to someone hasn't been easier than with this. So if you're thinking of therapy, go to BetterHelp for it. Give it a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched to licensed therapists and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Because visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB. You'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on MLB for a better you please go to better help and make sure that you know that the Astros play the Orioles Tuesday at 6 5 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Sirius XM app search Astros on the SXM app Alrighty, so um John Singleton he's coming up um I all the Astros are doing I know he hasn't had a lot of success in the big leagues but all they can do is try and if he doesn't work, 
Justin Dearden, somebody else. Um, there's nothing, there's no harm in trying. And I know they've, uh, a lot of Astros fans are like, well, we've tried this. We've seen this before. We know how this movie ends. But I think that we need to give this guy a chance. And what he's done with the Space Cowboys, I think he's earned it. And we need somebody with some power off the bench because Greg Kessinger, uh, Corey Jolks has been struggling as good as he's been this year. He's been struggling. And Mauricio Devon, he's not a power option. So they needed somebody off the bench. And Martin Maldonado, even when Diaz is starting, he's not a power option. So Diaz is a power option. But well, people, what people are asking about Pedro Leon and the reason why he's not up is because his K percent, although it's dropped, it's still not where they want it. And he's 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 a right-handed batter. Um, he is a center fielder for the most part. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to bring in Pedro Leon because of the log jam there. Um, he may be the next guy up. We don't know. Uh, he you, no, you're right. They may have one or two moves because look. Whether we like it or not, the gosh darn Rangers just will not stop hitting the ball. And they just had another guy go down with injury. Um, Josh Jung is out for like, I mean, he might be out the rest of the season with a broken thumb. Um, they've also lost Jonah Heim. So they're losing players left and right. But they're still scoring runs. They're still scoring eight, nine, ten runs a game. And so that's really why the Astros are. If the Astros were in first place, if they were leading by four or five games, I don't think they make this move, if I'm being honest. Right. But they're making this move because of the inconsistency we saw in that Yankees series. You have two games where you score seven, nine runs. You score 16 runs in two games. And the other two games, you only score four combined. That's just too inconsistent for it, for a lineup this powerful. And I love how you mentioned maybe this is like the spark they need. John Singleton not only getting a second shot at the major leagues, but a second shot with his team that originally drafted him, or not drafted him, but but got him from Philadelphia was one of those sought after guys paid him a lot of money early on and where this guy's come from to where he is. This could be like a comeback story of the year. This could be a storybook ending for him and for the Astros. So it it's a win-win situation because it cost him nothing. Didn't really cost you anything to bring him here. And so everything from this point on is just, I sit on the cake. I love it. You need a big pitch hitter in the playoffs, definitely in the World yeah. Series. And what if John Singleton is that guy? So if you need to give him some playing time uh, in August and September just to get him ready for October, see if he's if he's that guy. That's what the Astros. I mean, are look, Jor- I'm not I'm not saying he's Jorge Soler, but no. Jorge Soler when he was with the Braves, we know what he did to us. We know what Howie Kendrick did to us. I mean, right. these are guys that they didn't have a storied like, oh, this guy's going to dominate the playoffs. They just showed up at the right, right time. And I mean, this kind of stuff is exciting. And this to me is what Houston is about. And if you're from the Houston area or if you're if you're a transplant and you live somewhere else and you're like originally from here, you know and understand the grind, what happened in 2017, what we deal with as a community, the blue collar, the just, you know, all these things, a great redemption story and all that stuff. I love it. I think it's great for this ball club because I, to me, this ball club's always been about that. And so, yeah, I just, I didn't realize I was going to be this pumped about John Singleton coming up, but it is a really cool story and it's a great opportunity for this club. Um, somebody said that uh, Singleton should start every day at DH. No, I I think no. that Diaz is going to have to get some playing time at DH because yeah. uh, we still have the fact that Martin Maldonado is catching every day. And I don't want to go too much into this on this episode. Right. We got a lot to talk about, but uh, John, yeah, John Granado <laughs> on another uh, show did bring up the fact that the Astros 
And um, Diaz's last four starts as catcher are four and zero, and and Martin Maldonado's last six starts are one and five. So I saw that. I wondered who said that. Okay, John, because I had him on the show the other right. day, and um, I forgot. Friend of the show. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Definitely. So, but hey, man. Um, but Eric, you know, so the Astros made a trip to to the White yeah. House and. Alex Bregman did not wear dress shoes. He wore Air Jordans, just like standing. That's what Bregman does. <laughs> I know. He said he wanted to be comfortable. He said he didn't want his feet to hurt on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. so, yeah. So uh, Jim Crane did take a lot more staff there this year. He said it's nice to have people that work hard in the ballpark that don't get a lot of recognition to see something like that. It's special to win. It's hard to win. And you got to savor that moment. And Dusty Baker said that these guys standing behind me, uh, he's talked about this uh, team, uh, are the greatest guys I've been around. They're always believing themselves prior to me even coming here. They have the ability to win, and they have shown uh, what uh, perseverance and character can do for you. And, of course, Dusty Baker did, did, uh, had to mention this. The way we came together – was a was a special feeling that was tough to describe and it's hard to repeat and we plan to repeat so dusty Love baker it. plans on coming back to the white house next year in 2024 oh so he's he saying to be back as manager oh wow uh-oh so all you all you dusty all you dusty loathers i'm not going to say lovers or hey like you you guys know what you think of dusty oh my gosh eric i think you just made everybody <laughs> no, everybody had a really good reaction or a really adverse reaction. Um, yeah. Do not do not put a thumbs down on the on the episode because of that. <laughs> but look, look, I think it's great, and, and I, I think I think I think no matter who's in office, I think if the president invites you, you go, you yeah. go because you you respect the office, and I like it when it's not politicized, and you didn't really hear a lot of that this year, and so that's good. Um, but next year, if it's someone different, I think they should do the same thing. And I mean, look, just go, you know, just just enjoy it. Like the last time I, I'd been to the White House, I was in eighth grade. That was an amazing tour. That was I was in awe of just being there. And I didn't even go to the, get to go to the cool places that the Astros are going to. And so yeah. for some of these guys, this is the only chance they'll get to do that. And also a, a lot of these guys from foreign countries. It's a right. big deal because it's it's the it's the president of the United States. It's the White House. It's so that's really cool that they got honored. You know, there was no jokes. There was no like, oh, they didn't use trash. I mean, it was just straight up respecting the Astros, two thumbs up. So and of course, Jim Crane did a great job today. All right. So I do have a question like uh, what do the people that didn't go uh, like the people that weren't on the team, what do they do? Did they, do they go around town bar hopping? What's Jose Abreu and Kendall Graveman and some of the younger players? No. Now I didn't see the picture. Were they not? No, with them? Uh, they don't go. I got that confirmed. So they do not go. Really? Yes. Oh man. That. So well, are they, are they I playing mean, charades? Are they playing um, craps at the hotel? No, <laughs> like they're probably taking a subway from DC to Baltimore. I've actually been on that subway. No, don't take the subway from DC to Baltimore. I've been, a, it's yeah. anyways. All right. Yeah. It was, so, it, it, was, it second, was interesting back in eighth grade. Yes. So in a second, we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, JP France. Is he still a starter? We'll go and touch on uh, Jose. I mean, sorry, uh, Jeremy Pena's struggles a little bit. Uh, but this episode is brought to you by Hooters. Why? Because it makes you happy. 
That's right. Hooters is the place you want to go if you want to hang out with your buds and drink some beer. That's right. And if you want to get some wings. Oh, and they've got great desserts. I was at Hooters last night celebrating my birthday coming up. We won't talk about that part of it, but it was great. The dessert. I had some key lime cheesecake and I had these fries. They're basically funnel cake, but in the shape of fries with powdered sugar and raspberry jelly. They're to die for. So you have to go check it out. And look, um, because you're going to be listening to this on Tuesday, Tuesday, it's $9.99 burger and fries. I'm telling you, their burgers are top notch. You can build your own burger. You can get, you can get, I, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. They have shrimp now. They have fried shrimp that is dipped in various buffalo sauce. And you, those are to die for as well. Don't forget that the NASA Paraland or the NASA Hooters is going to have a ditch day bus trip on August 24th, Thursday. Go see if there's places to sign up. See if there's any seats. And August 17th in Pearland, there is a pageant. It is a private event. You have to buy tickets to attend. There's great grub. There's great food. And every day you can get $3 Blue Moon drafts and $9.99 Michelob Ultra pitchers. And don't worry because Hooters is there and they're ready. Why? Because they love to make you happy. So go check them out and tell them the guys from Locked On Astros sent you. And make sure that you watch the Orioles play the Astros at 6.05 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros. Hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Astros. All right. So, yes, I'm going to just go out there and say JP France is still part of the rotation. I've been saying it on this podcast for many months that eventually Hunter Brown and JP France, you're going to have to find some way to limit their innings. And that's basically what uh, happened here. Or Kitty was probably only going to give them four or five innings. He didn't last that long anyway. So uh, the curious thing about France was he actually had to come in, and uh, I believe it was in the, what the fourth inning of the game. Uh, he with bases loaded, so he he was told that he was going to come into the game in a clean inning, but he came in with bases loaded and he got the out. Uh, he said obviously that didn't pan out. It was definitely a huge situation, and he got uh, the final out, but. Basically, he's going to still be in a six-man rotation. He confirmed that, as far as I know, I'm still a starter. We're still in a six-man rotation, so I'm treating it as if I'm going to go out there every six days and start. But, Brett, I will tell you that I wouldn't be surprised if we we will see Jose Arquiti and possibly J.P. France or Hunter Brown uh, do the uh, piggyback system every once in a while, just as Arquiti's trying to build up his pitch count. Right. And I don't, I don't have a problem with that. And they are conditioned to do that. I mean, all of these pitchers, even down to Valdez experienced that at some point in his career, Javier, Javier might benefit from that, Eric, the way he's going lately. I'm just saying that all these guys are taxed innings wise. And, my first thought, of course, when Arkady kind of started getting in trouble, I was like, see, they should have started JP France. But I understand the move. I understand yeah. why they're doing it, right? Um, and what I love about JP France is this is what I want y'all to do. Next time a pitcher gets into a tough situation, I want you to pay attention to their body language. I want you to pay attention to their shoulders and their eyes when they're focusing on the pitch, okay? Seriously. <laughs> Because what I noticed about JP France is no matter what was going on at any point in that game, that three and three and one thirds innings that he threw scoreless, he never lost focus. Right. He took deep breaths. He reset himself before every pitch. 
and he never looked rattled. He didn't look concerned. He didn't look hurried. He didn't look panicked. And that is something that I think has helped J.P. France excel these last two or three professional seasons, and that's what the Astros saw in him, not just his success, but how he handled the ups and the downs. And he even says it in his talks afterwards. I think a lot of it has to do with the faith that he has because he talks about that openly, and I think that's a big part of his game. So I'm encouraged because J.P. France is the guy that will come in and do whatever you want. Um, Sean Dubin, who's in AAA, has that same mindset. He was so right. glad when he came up when he was a reliever and a starter. He said, I got to showcase that I can do both. These guys basically want to help the team. They're unselfish and unparalleled in their effort to do what it takes to win. And I think J.P. France is going to – you're going to see some key playoff outs from J.P. France this this postseason like you did from Hunter Brown last postseason. Yes, and the Astros will be having a stretch of 22 games in 23 days, so they will definitely be using a six-man rotation, especially to try to save the innings for Hunter Brown and uh, J.P. France. And I know Justin Verlander's only had X amount of innings before coming to the Astros. I think it was only like 93 or 96, but they're going to be um, kind of protecting his arm as well. So I think this will help everybody. Arquiti's still building up his pitch count. Javier, he's been struggling with his stuff. Hopefully, by having a six-man rotation, he can kind of figure things out before the postseason. And uh, I think everything's going to be fine. But Framer Valdez in his last game, no hitter. I'm not worried about him. He's he's a maniac. But one uh, person that uh, we are kind of worried about, and I think Dusty Baker um, gets asked all the time. I know you've brought it up uh, a couple times. Why is Jeremy Pena hitting second? And this is what uh, he said. I'm hearing, hey, why is he hitting seconds? The dude just did a hell of a job hitting second. And if he doesn't get good pitches to hit in front of Kyle Tucker and Alvarez, you're not going to get good pitches. But he's in no man's land. They're just teasing him. Right now, it's just part of the learning process. It's hard to come up in the, to the big leagues and just keep on hitting. That's why I've been saying it's part of the uh, that's why they say sophomore slump. It's it's hard to make that adjustment. Uh, he made it, that adjustment at the end of last year. Now the league has adjusted to him. Now he's got to figure out how to readjust. And there, it's all a mental game. But just remember uh, last. Um, so in 10 of the last 12 games, Pena slashed 290, 315, 522 during uh, 219, uh, 219 play appearances in the two-hole last year. So Dusty Baker feels like eventually he's going to figure it out. Eventually. Right. And I think that's great. I think the manager should say that. But we, we, we don't have time. <laughs> yeah. We, we don't have time. It's, you don't like 668 it's, OPS? It's August 7th. No, we don't have time. The Rangers are still in front. This is not May. This is not spring training. This is not, hey, let's see how this guy fits in this role. No, define the freaking roles and keep them there, period, end of story. Quit tick, quit dickering with everything. Put them in the eighth spot. Say for the next week, you're going to hit eighth. If you hit this percentage or you do this, your OPS is this, then we'll move you up. But we're putting you here because if you do catch fire, you're going to help our nine-hole guy get up. Y'all are going to get on base when Altuve gets up. He's going to knock both y'all. He's going to get a three-run home run. That's what you do. I, I just – I don't – like, okay, well, he'll work out of it. No, I'm sorry. We don't have time to work out of stuff. 
Right. That's my personal opinion, but it's also why Dusty is manager and I'm not. I, I probably would make a lot of wrong decisions. But at the end of the day, yesterday's game, that game was controlled by the seven, eight, and nine hitter. Pena was part of that bottom. Pena was one of those key hits in the game, okay? And right. it was him, Maldonado, and Myers. And you don't want to depend on the bottom of your lineup to carry you. But if the bottom, if Pena provides a good bat at the bottom of your lineup, why is that a bad thing? If you're extending your lineup and Pena gets fire, why is that a bad thing? Because then, you know what? There's more urgency on the guys after him to get hits. There's more fire on them. They're like, oh, I'm the eight and nine guy. I'm just going to get out. No, I mean, look. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of throwing I'm, I'm kind of shooting in the dark here a little bit, but keep him down there. Bregman, look now, Bregman, we got to do something about this boy. He was O for 15, dude. He was O for 15 in New York. That's terrible. You can't go. I can't call for you to go to the two hole and expect you get a walk two out of every four bats because you didn't get that. That's why I said Chaz McCormick needs to hit second. If you Ch- want your Chaz- best five hitters hitting fifth, the first five. Yeah, so Chaz put Chaz up there. Well, and Eric, one more thing. One more thing. Why in the heck is Alvarez hitting lower than fourth ever? Ever. That should be a that should be a cardinal. That should be a baseball sin. Like the baseball gods should demand penance or some kind of sacrifice for hitting Alvarez fifth. Or lower. That just should never happen. He should be hit no lower than fourth. Do you agree with me? I just I don't I don't think he should be down there. I think it's too low for him. Yeah, I know that in the the other game I was watching the other day, I forgot what day it was, but I think then they have Alvarez, then Tucker. Uh it was back to back lefties. They yeah, did. no. Well, no, I'm just saying though, like in general, I, I just I, yeah, I, I in general, I don't like him batting lower than fourth. That's just me right. personally. Um at rather, the end of the day, you don't like him batting third. Who, Alvarez? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. Okay. Alvarez third, Tucker fourth, Tucker third, Alvarez fourth. I don't care. Okay. Um, but go, hey, go look at baseball reference and go look at how many different lineups that Bochy's had and how many different lineups that Dusty's had. Go back to 2015 and look how many lineups that A.J. Hinch had. Yeah, well, did they win a World Series in 2015? No. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. They got beaten the day LDS. <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, I know the Astros are going to be going to Baltimore, and um, Grayson, I think his name's Grayson uh, Rodriguez, is going to be uh, facing uh, Romer Valdez. Uh, Valdez is nine and seven with three point zero seven ERA. Uh, Rodriguez is two and three with a six point zero nine ERA. Rodriguez is like uh, one of the top uh, pitching prospects in the game. Uh, none of the Astros have uh, faced him, but of course the Orioles have faced uh, Valdez before. The only person with a home run against him is Santander. So that'll be – he's batting 500 gets him. Um, so we'll, the Orioles have a very good offensive team. But if you look at the stats overall, they hit they are 11th overall with OPS. The Astros are 15th. So um, you would think that they would be kind of a little bit more up there with their record. And then if you look at in terms of home runs, they're 16. The Astros are nine. So how are the Orioles winning? Uh, they are 12th in terms of ERA. So they just must be playing better overall baseball. They're just not. They're getting the clutch hits. They have maybe, maybe got more studs. runners. With, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, they've got – I mean, we're not going to see them, but they got Kyle Gibson's one of their best pitchers. Mm-hmm. I told you Kyle Gibson was one of those guys we should have gone after. 
Um, yeah. He's having a great year. Um, look, man, the Astros need to win these next three games because you know who the Rangers are playing right now? The Oakland uh, Low Blinds, the Las Vegas Aces, or whatever you want to call them. They're playing the freaking Oakland A's, dude. I, I Look, I need the Oakland A's to step up and beat the you-know-what out of the Rangers because it will make it a whole lot easier in Astros land if the Rangers can lose and we can win at least two out of three in Baltimore. Give me give me two of the three. Give me a series win. Yeah. But gosh dang it, Oakland, make yourself worth something and go win a freaking ball game. They only have 32 wins on the season. All right, closing thoughts. Um, Tim Anderson is suspended six games, and Jose Ramirez is mm. uh, suspended three games for the fighting incident they had at second base. So this happened the other day, and uh, most of it uh, kind of revolved around the fact that uh, there's a lot of people that feel like Tim Anderson doesn't respect the game. Uh, so I know this is something that I, I've noticed, and I don't really care too much about Tim Anderson. But uh, it, if you, you have to go back and watch the video. So go and close this out, Brett. Yeah, so you know Tim Anderson back in 2020 said that all the Astros from the owner down to the trainers need to have a ball thrown at their head. Well, you know what? You squared up Tim Anderson against Jose Ramirez, and, well, you met your match. Little right hook took you out. Six-game suspension. Ramirez was suspended three, and there were a lot of people suspended. So, look, the bottom line is, boys and girls, don't get in fights on the baseball field because it's dumb. And you know what's not dumb? Subscribing to Locked on Astros, making us your team every day, becoming every dare. And make sure you give us a like. we got 172 watching live. We need everybody to give us a thumbs up. He's Eric Demand Heisman. I'm Brett Easton, Wheelhouse Chansey. And this is your only Daily Astros podcast, your number one Astros podcast. Check us out. Go watch our episodes we did over the trade deadline. We did a lot of them. Catch up on some Astros, and we'll see you all tomorrow night. And as always, go Strohs. And we're out.